we're, we're, we're a philosophy and dick jokes podcast. So some of these are like <laughs> a little bit philosophical, but, um, you know, uh, some of them are dick jokey. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So you're, you're, wait, you're, uh, foul loth. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I make puns, but that is the hardest one I've ever had to do. Philosophy. 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 Phallus. Philosophy. Cool. Cool. Welcome to Made Geek Again, a podcast where we cover sci-fi TV shows through the lens of philosophy and dick jokes. My name is Joe, and I'm joined by my ride-or-die co-host, Bubs, and our very hey. special, very first-time, awesome interview guest, Sachin Sahel. What's up? Hey, how's it going? Fantastic. It is an honor to be here, guys. I'm your first official guest. and first. uh I love the hundred, and I love dick jokes, so this is going to be great. <laughs> Just two for two so far. 100%. Um, yeah, so... We just saw the season six finale. Like, like I watched. I watched the rest of it this morning with my breakfast. Um, hooray! Jackson lived. This isn't going to be an awkward sad yes. conversation. I, right? I always plan the interviews like after the episode, so people are like, "Oh my god, is it because he's?" Crazy? <laughs> and I'm like, "You never know. Can you imagine? I'd just be on here crying for an hour." Well, I mean, the, the main thing is that at least there is still one trained medical staff. Yes. <laughs> like, totally. We got, we still got a doctor. I mean, Sanctum, I think, had a couple people. But to be honest, and I'm going to be, you know, mm-hmm. very frank here, nobody has been through the shit that Jackson has been through, and nobody's going to be as trained as he is. I came yeah. from space. I went to the ground where there's no supplies. I fought an artificial intelligence I went after a death wave. I've turned people into an alternate blood that they can con- they can be over. They don't have to uh, be hurt by radioactivity. I've now come to a new location with a dog where I've <laughs> unimplanted a, a tentacled chip out of somebody's brain that was being controlled by a shade hater. I'm sorry. I'm the most qualified doctor that's ever existed, ever. Like, Dr. House. Like, Dr. House doesn't even have shit on you. You're like, lupus? It's not lupus. It's the flame. The reason I call him Dr. House is because he can just stay home. (laughs) Okay, that was that. Solid. Solid. I'm Um, here. You need something, you call Dr. J. And you're much better at washing our hands than Abby was, so. Yeah, no. It's a fight we had all the time. <laughs> it, it's 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 honestly a running a running joke on our podcast of yeah. like how many people are going to get sepsis. Um, oh, I cannot tell you. I'm sterilizing that place up, down, left, and right because I know <laughs> nobody else does it. He does the little things. That's why I love Jax. Yeah, is he is he maybe a little OCD? Uh oh, I cannot even tell you. What's great is I'm ADD. Jackson's OCD, and he's taught me to be more of the middle. Like we've really helped each other out in a lot of oh. ways. Because uh, we're we're opposite but the same in so many things, but we're finding that middle ground, and I think that's where he's getting now, which is great. He's growing so much and becoming such a different guy than he used to be. He used to be overly OCD, like he would be like, "Okay, this is the rules. This is what it is. This is what it is." But as times progressed, he's had to do so many things outside of his wheel zone that I feel like he's coming into his own, loosening up a little bit, and being like, "Okay, sometimes on the fly, you got to make decisions. You got to make choices." Clark's hand, Clark couldn't pull out that thing because she was so upset, obviously, about all this stuff that was going on. She couldn't pull out the chip. So Jackson came and said, hey, I'm taking over. 
you know, he... so we actually we actually have a note about that as part of our as part of our series of questions yeah. um, that that I, I and I will bring this up again at, at, at that appropriate time. But I definitely had a moment being like, where's Jackson? Her hand is shaking. And then and then you know what? Jackson was right fucking there. Were right there. Nice. Right there. Because he's a he's a champion. He's always going to be there when people need him. But also, let's not forget Clark's mom was a doctor. She's very capable of doing all this stuff as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like an outlandish thing for her to come in and do it, especially since it's her daughter. She would want to be the one to do it. But mm-hmm. uh, under the circumstances, you know, she's a human being with feelings and emotions. He knew that there was going to be a time, you know, uh, where he would have to step in for that situation. And you don't, you don't perform surgery on your kids, generally. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah exactly. It's it a very rare nervous. moment that Clark is not going to be able to take, uh, take on the world, you know? Mm-hmm. But in that moment... Um, I think anybody can forgive her for absolutely uh, having a rough moment, and that, that's why Jackson's there. He's there to step in for when people need uh, need backup. He's there to back Jackson up everybody. Just, yeah, he's there. It was so nice for Clark to have someone that she that could be there and do it. Like I just yeah. like I felt the relief. <laughs> I, I I meet honestly doing that. It was such a relief um, because Eliza's performance is always so unbelievable that when you're mm-hmm. watching it, you don't have to really like try to act because you're in the scene because you're just watching somebody go through something. Mm-hmm. So you just want to step in and help that person um, and be there for them because you're just there. You can see this person going through so much and you're like, I'm, I'm here to help you. This is Jackson. This is what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, it was a lovely moment. It was a lovely moment. Yeah. I love that they put it in there. It was, uh, I was so happy to read that because um, I, I just, I love him so much. I can't even tell you. <laughs> Hearing that this is the last season and whatever happens to him and, and uh, whatever the case may be, I just, uh, that guy is such a good guy. And it's, He's testament a, good dude. To, it's a good dude. Mm-hmm. It's a testament to the writers for maintaining his integrity and his, um, his loyalty to people. And it's just made me kind of like see the world in a different way. I played this guy for seven years now. And because of him, I, I have a very hard time uh, seeing the world negatively. And I think that's a lot due to him. Mm-hmm. That's a really, that's lovely. Yeah. He's that's just, just really nice. He's just always, he's no always there. No podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> he's just always there for people and he's always there selflessly doing it. Uh, he's taught me a lot to not do a lot what he does because you can be overly selfless. Mm-hmm. But he, man, uh, every moment that I've had in the show is about him doing, trying to do the right thing only and trying to help out somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that's why, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about Abby, um, which I mean, even saying that name to me, I get, uh, most still sad. Still I sad. can't, I can't even explain to you what it feels like because again, for seven years, I've prepared almost every scene writing I, about yeah. Abby. I've prepared it. Obviously I've said that name now. Somebody counted. <laughs> I remember 30. the mug. I the, remember the mug. That the you mug. Also somebody made a video of how many times I did it, including the last Abby I've ever said, which is when she falls was 36 okay. Abbeys um, over the course of my time. But like uh, every scene I prepared for, honestly, was just being, okay, me and Abby are doing this. Abby and I are doing this. We are preparing. Now it's just not going to happen anymore. And that's a weird thing come episode one to not even, I'll just be writing so I'm upset because Abby's gone. <laughs> like this, this feels very like like Simba losing Mustafa for a second, yeah. you know, and like. This is this is you know Jackson's time That's, to like. You get to step up, but it's still it's, it's not still scary. Yeah. So yeah, like and so there's so many like life parallels too. Paige was the best to work with. You know, she's like 
I love her so much. She's, she's a beautiful soul. She's one of my best friends. And I learned myself from day one so much from her, like watching her. And just like mm-hmm. Jackson watching from Abby, you know, it's it's like a time for both of them to try and go on their own without her. And it hurts because she gave us so much. And it's just, it, we have to honor her legacy by doing the best job that we can do. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's like the, that's, that's, it's such a weird parallel in that, like Suchin lost Paige on that set and uh, Jackson lost Abby at the same time. Like it's, it's very weird, but uh, yeah, no, I think. Do you think we'll get weird. to see the fallout from that? Like, do we get to see Jackson dealing with it and everything? I couldn't uh, uh, tell you uh, what's going to happen at all yet. I wouldn't know, but I <laughs> definitely know that he's going to be a different person because of it. Uh-huh. He's de- it's like when you lose, he has two people in his life. And when you lose one person in your life, you, some of the, I, I, what I feel like happens anyway, is you stop caring about some shit that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You stop, you're like, oh, wait, this life is so fragile. And I've lost so many people in front of me, but I lost my mentor. I lost my person who I was with all the time. Even your dog is whimpering. Because they, <laughs> he finds a sad too. He knows how sad it is, and like it, it's such a moment in your life when you lose somebody important that you you change. Uh, you can't help but change because there's so much. Um, you see the world completely differently. You know. Yeah. So, like, even regardless of what maybe they put on the page, like you're gonna bring that to him for sure. Yeah. I, I almost uh, there's no way I couldn't because I I I feel like I. Uh, understand him uh, in a different way after this long in that I can feel his the loss you know if I just say the name Jackson like something taps in and I am like he's there so Mm -hmm. I can feel his loss right now like that day where me and Lindsay saw uh, Abby uh, turn into Simone first and then when we saw her walk in as Simone for the first time we were not like okay you know I can tell you right now me and her were totally at a loss. Uh, I wasn't talking to anybody. I couldn't really focus on really anything besides that because I felt like we just felt this pain so much of losing this person because, because Raven and Abby had such a profound relationship as well. You know, we were the three at the beginning trying to get her to the ground. And it was like from day one, it was kind of, Mm -hmm. um, it was us three against the world trying to do things that we weren't supposed to, that I was trying to Hey, maybe we should do the thing that's by the book, but you guys you know, were the rebels. We were the rebels, that was you know. Awesome. <laughs> but but we can't because we have to get to the ground. You're right. I want to save Clark with you because she's your daughter. Yeah, it's just a lot, and the amount of emotions that you feel. There's no way Jackson wouldn't be able to just. It wouldn't be in his eyes. It's just in your eyes that loss all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, While, and what a horrifying way to see it. It is the person you're losing is still like standing in front of you, like. And it's not that person. It was absolutely shocking to watch Simone walk in that day uh, in Abby's mind. And it was great that I got to uh, play that in that I just got to look at her and try to find Abby in there. Yeah. That's what I was, that whole scene was just me looking at this thing and your brain wires would cross because you're like, very similar like the audience, you know, they're watching and they're seeing Paige, but as Simone, it must be Mm -hmm. so weird, right? And that's the way Jackson felt. He was looking out and he saw... He saw her and he was just trying to figure it out and he couldn't. It messed up his mind. I mean, it messed with all of our minds too. Yeah. yeah. Being honest, I'm like, wait, is she faking it too? Well, that's the point. Squinty squint. Success, success. Yeah, squinty. Let's just see if we can find her, please. 
And then Paige, that amazing scene when she did that scene with uh, Eliza where she like turned and tried to pretend like she was still Abby. Oh my God. I was like, not cool. Mm-mm. Not yeah. cool, Simone. <laughs> like, Simone, you heartless wench. Right? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. How dare she you? She is ruthless. Like, oh man, she is. She is like. The... I mean, we 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 discuss this on the pod quite a bit about you know if you don't fear death, that kind of changes the way that you view people who do. Totally, and like we're like... talking, like we're talking about. You have that look in your eyes. They don't need it. They don't mm-hmm. have it. Somebody dies in front of them. They're sad. You know, it's like it, they're upset about it, but they're like, okay, let's get this mind drive. Let's get them back. Yeah, like we miss you know, them. you'll wait your turn and. See you again. It's like you're talking about them like like they're on vacation and you haven't seen them for a, a like a couple months. Yeah, you know? like you know, you get back into the back of the line. Like I'll see you at, at recess. Yeah, like, I'll see you someday soon. You know, um, literally, may we meet again? Literally, we, uh, they they uh, would we meet, will meet again. We will meet again. That's what they would say. Literally, we will meet again. I'll see you soon. <laughs> Great. So it's funny how like you can you become ruthless over time because death is not something that means something to you so you're just like if this person doesn't matter to me i'll kill them because i'll still have the people i care about closest to me Mm -hmm. i mean death is not the end for those people as the case may be absolutely um so unless you get sucked out into space probably well (laughs) i mean even then like you know you could i guess go out there grab the mind drives like whoa i wonder if they'd make it through the atmosphere though Oh, if they get oh, they sucked wouldn't. down. You're right. It would get burned unless they're like. I, I, but like, um, Becca was burned with the flame in, and clearly the flame survived. So maybe they're fireproof. So yeah, that that flame is resilient. We know. Yeah, this. <laughs> it is not like my my crappy little USB drive that I have to jam in yeah. three different directions before it'll actually stick. Did legit, you try blowing legit. in it? <laughs> yeah. I tried blowing on the mine drive. It didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's probably not, you know, you got to charge it and do the yeah. whole thing. Oh my God, it was out of batteries. It was very frustrating. <laughs> the, the tentacles were stuck together like headphone wires. <laughs> um, so can we ask you a, like one question per, per episode? Is that... I mean, if I said no, this would be the worst podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's already so he said no. Like every other one. Um, uh, so... <laughs> So Bubs came up with these with these great questions. So this first one is 601, Journey to a New World. Yeah. Would you volunteer to explore and colonize a new planet? Why or why not? Would Sachin? Sachin or or if you want to say However you Jackson. want to answer it. I think uh I think both would be a yes. Okay. Like um, so if if there was uh like I mean if I wasn't just going on some mission that was like, oh I hope this planet is habitable, if we knew for sure it was habitable. Uh, and we were there to actually create a new world for humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be hard to say no. If I got offered for a reason, if I had some skill to deliver for those few people that started that other um, world, I would have a mm-hmm. really hard time saying no. It would be tough to say goodbye to everybody here. But it's but cool. It's cool. I just, cool. I, I think you're just doing something for humanity. And imagine you get to do something so profound for the entire human race that you're just helping the entire world live uh better and longer yeah jackson would feel the same i yeah i jackson has even jackson has even less ties i think to um to people and to things than i do so him leaving would be honestly maybe a relief for him because he would just get to work he's most comfortable and happy when he's working (laughs) because he's not he likes having purpose exactly he need he needs purpose he needs he needs like so much structure because that's what keeps him going amidst all this pain and stuff he's surrounded by. Because as a doctor in this world, 
all you are surrounded by all day and all night is paint. Yeah. Um, you don't really get any reprieve and thank God he has Miller. Um, because otherwise I don't know how much happiness he would get. So when they wrote that, it really changed him for the better. And I loved that. So you we, think Miller like chills him out? It just honestly, he gives him time to not think about work and not think about all the stuff that's going on. He can literally just, if he, if he has somebody that he loves that he gets mm-hmm. to like, let his, if you, if you watch between, um, before Miller and after Miller, you know, BM and AM. (laughs) I I just feel like you can see his shoulders drop. Mm -hmm. You know, he's just, everything has got, okay, I'm going to do this, but man, I've got something to do when I get home. It's great. Mm -hmm. I've got somebody to be with uh, when I get home. That's not me sitting at home trying to figure out, because he would just be in the office at night, Jackson. I know he would. He would never, because he would need it. Now his structure is around Miller and work and, Somebody that understands that is is beautiful. And I love his heart to hearts with Miller. I think they're always like so sweet and like they're like so intimate. Yeah, uh, me, me and me and Jared are best friends, so yeah. our scenes together feels so real to me. In that we already have such a, like a profound connection. Like we have a best friendship that I think is one of the ones that people like wish they all had that they dream about. Where like it was pretty cool. There's no pretense. There's no BS at all. It's just me and him just chilling. We completely understand each other. Um, so when we have scenes together, it's just, it, they're so easy Yeah. because you're not, you're not trying to do anything. You're literally just saying the words on the page to somebody that you care about this much. And so you still, you know, you mean it. And we mean it, you know, that, that stuff, that stuff, that stuff transcends camera for sure. When you already have like a, a deep relationship with somebody, it, it transcends the camera and you, and it makes the job a lot easier. Now, granted, sometimes it's like a, um, something that you have to like change like obviously me and him are in a relationship on the show so you have to heighten it mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of acting is just heightening your emotions so it's it's pretty cool <laughs> to be able to very cool because sometimes you don't sometimes you got to create chemistry with people and that's the thing that actors have to do as well create chemistry with somebody you might not know immediately or mm-hmm. or learn how to create chemistry with that person but i've been lucky wherein me and Paige immediately had chemistry because mm-hmm. the first day she looked at me uh, the first day when we worked together, she's like, okay. And we stared at each other for two minutes without saying a word to each other. And then we're like, yeah, okay, we got it. And then it's there. Um, and we kind of just built it from there. And then me and Jared are our best friends. So we didn't have to, so we didn't have to work too hard at creating this chemistry, which is uh, a gift as an actor. Yeah. I mean, we, we definitely like have enjoyed even, we talked quite a bit about this, uh, in the past, uh, I think last episode, maybe two episodes ago about, um, since, since you're a super fan, uh, the scene between, uh, Miller and Gaia, uh, when they were, when they were both locked up oh, and like, yeah. finally seeing, you know, Miller, like kind of lose his shit a moment and yeah. like, be like, Hey, like, by the way, we, we like killed an eight people for a year. Like I'm pretty <laughs> fucked up about it. And yeah. you know, Gaia being like grabbing his face and being like, Hey, yeah, but it's okay. Like that kind of, that sort of character work, that, that, that scene was so small and, you know, we don't see, you know, like there's such a big cast to wrangle and, yeah. you know, make sure that we move the plot forward and stuff. But like I, everyone on this podcast, um, we're, we're missing one, uh, cause he had to work on his PhD cause he's a nerd. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, like, you know, we were, we were all just kind of like this, this moment was really, we needed that. It's beautiful. I love moments like the, that. Because yeah, they, the people between us and the bunker, the people that have been in there, the amount of connection we would have because of all the stuff we've been through. It's like we've been to war together, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, 
you have a deep connection with these people and you all remember what you did when you were down there, but you have to forget about it. You, you have to try at least because you're in a new world and you're trying to be uh, better again. And you're right. The show is huge. There's so many cast to wrangle and you have to understand um, that. How do I say this? You're, you have to forgive your story not being shown as much as you might've thought it would be because the overarching story is what we're trying to tell here. I understand yeah. that that you know some scenes are shorter or some uh, don't get as much um, character work, don't get as much push because when you're telling a story like this with this much movement and this much speed, we're all, I, I just I'm in the framework that we're all here to tell the story. I'm here to do what's mm -hmm. on the page and I'm here to move this story forward. And you know I, I can't bring my ego involved into it and say oh man, they cut this much of the scene or they cut out some of my moments which lead to this line or whatever. You can't think like that because it's not about you. Yeah, although I'm sure it's hard sometimes. It, because you know it's like... For sure. I, as an, uh, you, want your, you want your life as your character that you love so much to exist in the way yeah. that you believe it is and the way that you want it to be. But you, the story is the important thing here. Of course, every actor wants their best performance to be shown and wants all their light to be shown. But you have to understand that that there's there's a bigger framework at play here. You know, you're on a team. You're on a team here. Not every shot that you make is going to get clapped. Not every – you, you're just here to get to the final goal of succeeding and having the type of season that we all want the show to have. And that's the way I've always kind of seen it. So I've never really been uh, upset if half my scene is cut or if I'm – you know, or – or if an episode doesn't show me uh, a lot, and then when I do get those moments that they do, then I say, "Oh man, that's great! I can, sh I, this is the guy who it is." And what's what's beautiful to me is that, uh, you know, Jackson has some great scenes every season, and people have taken those scenes and fallen in love with that character. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of times I I wouldn't. I mean, if I watched a show, Jackson would not be my favorite character. <laughs> right, I, I I'm being totally honest. I would think, yeah, he's a, he's cool. It's nice, nice. But I would not say that he's my favorite character. But a lot of people have really taken to him because they see how much he cares and how much light he does. So those scenes, and that's what matters to me. In that I can build him with however much I'm given. Mm -hmm. Well, and he's always there. He's 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 always this like presence. Again, like you said, like whether or not you're, you know, you're speaking in a scene or, you know, kind of hanging back, but, you know, you're still, you know, just, you know, in the frame. Like, yeah. like he's this like very soothing presence that is whenever he's on camera. Well, the scene with Clark, I think, is like the best example of oh, that totally. because you just you, he's there. He's, he's there. there. He's always there. I feel the same way. And that's why, like, whether early on, like first couple of seasons, if I was in a scene and didn't have a line. I would make sure I was acting my ass off, listening, <laughs> listening, being there, being present so that I could fill the scene with as much uh, life. So that if they needed something to cut to at a moment, they would have it. And mm -hmm. so, it, and those kind of things is what I think created the longevity that he has now, as well as, you know, helped create a lot of scenes. So back to what you're saying that Miller and Guy scene, little moments like that are, I think what the show are about. There's so much happening, but what I love about the show is those things are what flesh out the entire world and flesh out the entire, um, the body of the show and the, the body of the episode. So you feel you never have a dropout moment of it. Cause you know, that one matters, mm -hmm. you know, these moments matter. Like I, one of the biggest moments, me and Amori randomly grabbing food and sitting down and eating. 
Like, yeah. It's nothing. It's a little nothing scene. Nothing happens in it. It's whatever. But it fleshes out the whole world that, oh my God, these guys get to eat real food and sit down and enjoy something. And mm-hmm. you, you might not even realize that at the moment, but I feel like that's what fills an episode. Oh, the audience. Well, as someone who rewatches a lot, yeah. um, for the podcast, for myself personally, I'm just a rewatcher. Yeah. Um, scenes like that add to the rewatchability so much because it's like the what you get so much out of rewatching is that you notice things that you didn't see the first yes. time. Yes. So scenes like, you know like that, you're just like, oh my god, look, Great look at those point. guys, they're buddies. Like, and that's, you know, and so it adds to it. Yes, that's I agree. A brilliant. Uh, it's just such a brilliant device used by like uh, Jason Kim, the writers, and all those guys that 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 they have these extra little things in there. It's like a good song. You, when you listen to it again, you hear a drum that you'd never heard before. When you have mm-hmm. you hear a little like harmonica in the back, it's like oh, I love this. That's what they write these little moments in there that flesh out the whole story so much. Because when you're watching it, when I'm live tweeting, I think I'm I feel like I miss a lot. Mm-hmm. Little nuances, little things of information that when you reread, you're like, "Oh my god, that was leading to that later on that we didn't even realize." <laughs> and that yeah. stuff like that, I think that's the most important stuff about the show because I think what's great about this is it's going to have longevity after it's done because it's so nuanced and and deep and there's so many different characters that when they that the fact that there are so many characters when different ones interact that haven't interacted. In, in three years, you're like, oh my God, Raven and Clark hugged. Thank God. <laughs> that was great. I mean, even just, I mean, seeing Eliza's work this season was just phenomenal. Like, and I think all, I, I, I definitely speak for everyone, at least myself and Bubs, hopefully, um, that we're sad to see Josie gone. I, right? yeah. man, I, I, we've all been saying it all season and I'm so glad everybody got to finally see it because I was lucky that I actually got to watch a lot of Eliza's stuff, that I was mm-hmm. there for a lot of it, especially near the end there. And you know, she's, uh, it's impossible to kind of describe what it's like, uh, to work with somebody that does it with that much ease, Mm -hmm. the effort that she looks like she's like, but she, you know what she works with, she has got a binder full of stuff there and all the stuff, but her ability to go from action to cut and the stuff in between that, and then to action again, and then deliver the performance that she gives is, uh, Man, and you know what? It's it's Bob too. I, I those two to me, I've always said oh, are Michael Jordans because their ability to. <laughs> that's why when they have a scene together, besides their obviously fantastic chemistry, it's such a deep, profound, amazing scene because they're such talented actors. It's uh-huh. it's it's uh it's something different when they're doing it because you know they've been doing it forever. So their mm-hmm. ease of it and their understanding of every moment and. Uh, it's really special. And they both have gr- had their characters grow over mm-hmm. seven years. And that's intentionally what they're thinking about. Okay, why my character would be different this year from last year. Like Bellamy being an emotional uh, basis for people to come to and give them advice. That's Bellamy Blake that we're yeah. talking about. Bellamy Blake from season one is now a person that people come to and ask advice. on. <laughs> like think about that for a second. Yeah, that's compared ins- to where he was, you well, know, swaggering around having threesomes in a tent that's like, when they first landed. It's, <laughs> to think about where we were then and where we are now, you know, to Clark, who's been through, who's now a nightblood, who's been through so much, who has a daughter, who's lived on a planet by herself for five and a half, whatever it was, years, six years and a day. 2,199 days. Thank not you. That, not that anyone is counting. Not that anyone is counting. I knew that. Yeah, I set you up for that because I knew you'd know. Thank you. <laughs> high five. You know, high five. You know, to Juan Heda, to, you know, she's just, you know, then there's Octavia. Like the amount of, 
uh, the amount of character work that they do and then watching them be able to just do it um, with such such panache mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is, there, is, is there a blessing to someone's watch. performance or someone's character growth like that that has sort of like surprised you over the over the past seven seasons that like you weren't expecting how far it would go or how they would play it or you know has there anything just been like wow I was not expecting that I think I would say I think there's two uh, Amori is my favorite character on the show Yes! Uh, I love her. is my favorite character in the show for so many reasons. Besides that, Louisa initially was in an episode, then they brought her back, and she was in it a lot more. And she initially was like, okay, Mur- this is going to come in as Murphy's girlfriend. That's what she's She's a badass. She's very cool. She's very sly. And to watch her go to space, become a pilot, land, come on here, and then go to be a prime, the amount of stuff that she's been through, and Louisa has incrementally changed her so as, as it's gone on, as such an intelligent actor, um, mm-hmm. her for sure, Maury, because she was a fish out of water and adapted to whatever was she was given because she's also like John, a survivor. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess, I'm so delighted that you mentioned her. <laughs> yeah. I, I love Amori. Amori and Murphy's relationship is like, yeah. uh, one of my favorites. I love also, I'm, I'm, I'm I love Murphy too because th- those two together, like she's changed him in so many ways. But at the same time, Murphy is still Murphy at his core. So, in mm-hmm. the, what's great about the show is it puts you at your base level. So when the chips are down, you are still you, and that's what we see with Murphy. And he's trying to change and try to be himself, but like, you know, at times I gotta survive. And now I love this girl, and I want her to survive with me. So you can see that conflict within him, and it's so cool to watch. And I just, uh, it's, it's. I love more than anything that Jackson gets to hate Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I just, he just finds him like he's when he's jumping in that pool at the water at the beginning, he's like, Oh God, you've come on. I just, <laughs> I feel like Jackson and Murphy have the funniest relationship because the whole time Jackson's just like this guy, all he's doing is making my job harder. But he would save and his life. And it makes sense. He, Jackson <laughs> like, would save his life. No, he would save anybody's yeah. life. No matter yeah. what they've done, he would do what he needed to do. Um, so I would, oath. I was going to say Hippocratic Oath. It's written. It's actually, paste on the back of my Jackson binder. So whenever I feel like lost about what's happening, I look at that. And what's funny is over the course of years, he's looked at that and been like, I don't know if I can abide by this right now because they don't understand what I've been through. Yeah. And it's so funny that early on in the show, there's no question. Hippocratic oath, that's his soul. But now it's like, okay, look, the human race here, you know, and to to watch me, to watch my mind change and how I feel towards a Hippocratic Oath is the funniest thing. <laughs> is this like 410? Yeah, exactly. You know, when, when, we're talking about, when we're talking about trying to make a night blood mm-hmm. serum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is it's so... a lot of the one versus the That was a great episode. The one yeah. versus the many. And, exactly. And, and, and Jackson kind of having to reckon with that. Because as a doctor, you know, it's... Obviously, your patient is right in front of you, but, yeah. you know, he doesn't have the luxury of being, you know, the third on-call, you know, ER doc in a in a big metropolitan area. Like, yeah. he is the doctor. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, with he, Abby, obviously, but, like, but, with, you know, the last thousand people on Earth. Exactly. And <laughs> so he's, he's – it's funny because on this show, we always talk about the one versus the many, but actually on the show, it's one versus every. So yeah. you're, you're saving – either you save one person or everybody that you know and everybody that you love dies. <laughs> no sweat. No sweat. You know what I mean? So we talk about one versus the many a lot when it comes to like lore and, and, and in, in uh, TV shows, sci-fi movies, whatever. Mm-hmm. But in this one, it's literally this person or everybody that I'm looking around here, everybody that I love plus all the people that they love plus everybody else on this planet 
dies. Just the human race, no big deal. Just the human race, no big deal. So it's <laughs> I hope very, you choose correctly. I, it's a crazy situation to be put in and to have to think about what that person would do. And then uh, what's great is that you have your answer written for you <laughs> and you just have... <laughs> And you just have to make that work. That's we're in the luckiest position. The, the writers are in the unenviable position of making everybody have to choose their point of view and why they're doing it. And that's that must be so exhausting and daunting. But they, I, I think they crush it. Um, and, and they're so much fun to read, so you can understand why your character is doing what they're doing. And sometimes you read it and you're like, "Are you sure?" And then mentally you're like, "I guess I'm sure." <laughs> So, I mean, we had a lot of fun with season four and that like we argued all the things that came up. Awesome. Um, we'd be like, uh, what would you do? And I was always like, well, you have to think what will help the most people. <laughs> but other people like, how dare you? Like, it, so it was like, it was very fun to have all these conversations and to really like dig into like what it means to make a decision like that. Yeah. And you honestly have to just try to make it work in your brain and and, uh, <laughs> and, and say the lines with the most re- truth that you can. Yeah. Um, another, the other person that I was going to say besides Amori, and I think I just like grounders that are fish out of water and now stuck in this new place because that, that would be so strange that you're, you're, you're a grounder. You have this culture, you have this idea. And all of a sudden now you're thrust into this completely new idea that you never thought even existed where you might not even thought you'd ever go to space. So like echo to me as well, watching your turn from, uh, she was a grounder spy against all these people now to having to go to space, now being in a relationship with, with a guy and now going back to a new planet where she has to like try to do better. But she does she know what better is because she used to follow only – She used to kill people. She used to kill people. And, and because that's how she grew up from Ice Nation. We now saw her backstory as to why – a lot of reasons why she likes the way she is. So like imagine coming from that Ice Nation that you're following to doing this now. And you know like uh, Imori who was a scavenger on the ground was outcast because she was – she was different than everybody else. So people, people treated her incorrectly just because she was different, you know, and now she's in a relationship and, and, and trying to, they're just all, everybody's trying to do better from what they knew. And those grounders in my mind knew something completely different than what we're living in now. And it's crazy to Mm -hmm. me to watch. And I just, it's such a, it's so much fun. (laughs) I mean, who would ever thought like, Oh, by the way, you know, Later in life, you're going to go to a new planet. No big. Like no. there are other planets. Do you even know what's out there? Do you know what the sun revolves around? The, or not the sun revolves. What am I saying? So literally, it's like taking. Say you took a dolphin and say, "Oh, by the way, you have to live on land now. Here's a way to breathe." Oh, by I saw the that way, Simpsons. It does not end well. It for does us. not end well at all. They 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 destroy us all. Or a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where they just fly up and leap. Um, but, <laughs> thanks but, for all the fish <laughs> yeah thanks for all the fish you tell them you have to go to a completely different thing that you're not used to doing and then we're going to send you to space and then we're going to send you to do a different planet dolphin <laughs> enjoy this is a very strange analogy but you get it <laughs> totally makes 100% I'm just, sense I'm literally I'm trying to make I'm trying to make fish out of water reference actually makes sense <laughs> so so I'm converting uh, it and, works no we're with you 100% <laughs> great I appreciate I mean, I think it's like a very big fish out of water story. If you think about like all the characters that we still have have like the distance that they've traveled um, and the realities that they face that they never imagined when we started off. Like did, did Jackson ever think he would be on a different planet? <laughs> no, and Oh my God. I never thought I was going to earth. Or on earth. I yeah, never thought ex- I'd be on a planet. <laughs> I was like, okay, because we thought we had to do a lot. We had to do a lot more time on the ark before earth was habitable. It was only yeah. 97 years after the nuclear apocalypse. So we've, we were like, 
yeah, I'll just I'll live my life out on the Ark, and hopefully some future generations of Jacksons will get to go down to Earth. Maybe it's a little again. Not a moon on planet <laughs> Alpha or whatever it is. <laughs> what did you think when you read that you guys were going into cryo and going to, like, hang out on a new planet that's, you know, maybe full of, like, evil immortals that, like, kill other people, but whatever, never mind that. Like, new planet. Like, lost... what did you think, like, when you when you were told that? Did they tell you, like, I mean, obviously, like, you know, we saw the finale of season five when, you know, Clark and Bellamy sort of, wait, you know, wake up and see the new planet. But, like, at what point did you learn that? Yeah, what did you find out? That's I, a great question. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. How do I say this? I, uh... I somehow I get in the know somehow <laughs> mm. uh, <laughs> uh, about things that are going Gear on. Under the ground. Yeah, I just I try to keep my. Uh, uh, it's I think because people know I can tell secrets, so like uh, not necessarily even cast or anybody or you know some. Me and Jason sometimes have a sit down and coffee. And he, we he talks about uh, the show or what's happening on it later on. Like there's just in it, and, and I think everybody has a way that they all. By the end, we all find out or know what's going to happen. We're like, oh, that's so cool. And it's not like a big secret. Everybody's like, okay, so this is what we're thinking of happening. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like, okay, keep this hush hush. It's this is what we're thinking of doing. And then uh, we're all like, oh my God, that's that shit amazing. Uh, I love it because I'm a big sci fi nerd and doing, I love stuff that completely turns things on its head. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, when did I find out about that one? It's uh, a tough call. Like mid-season, maybe? Mid-season filming? I think maybe it might have been mid-season somebody mentioned that, like, this is what they're thinking of doing. Um, yeah. And then it ended up coming to fruition. But stuff changes all the time, so you never actually take a... So you hear a lot of things, and you're like, okay. And a lot of it doesn't actually happen. Because there are so many stories being batted around. Because obviously it's like, you have an end goal of where you want it to go, but it's a matter of how you get there. And sometimes it's like, what about this? You're like, oh shit, that's the answer. <laughs> You know? I heard that Jason is just like idea, 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 and there's like so many that that's like what makes it difficult. Is <laughs> so there's so many ideas? And you know what? For a show like this, there has to be so many ideas. Yeah, because yeah. there are so many routes you can go. You just have to pick which one you want to go. And I would prefer idea, idea, idea over oh my god, what the hell are we going to do? Of course, any yeah. day. And I I love how they open up this universe all the time and make it. Uh, make it watch this and the reason those ideas are what make it so you never under you never know or -hmm. understand your emotions you're like what just happened (laughs) because it it came out of like it's like the 57th idea and you know we when we talk about the show we go maybe six to 20 deep and they're 57 to 100 ideas deep you know, after they've already sat around the room because they know what's going to happen in the season so they can come up with ideas as to what happens after they know what happens in the season. So it's uh, – it, that's why this show has always surprised everybody so much. That's why when people watch it, they're like, what? On every <laughs> on every episode, which I love. I love what moments, which is why I hate spoilers, which is why I don't tell anybody if I know anything. <laughs> <laughs> Super secret. You uh, very. I remember at Unity Days 3 – yeah. Oh, yeah. Three, yeah. Three, may or like, may six not. Six years is a long time. May or may not happen. <laughs> yeah. May or may not happen because like people were uh, people were saying things and I had to be like, I don't know about that one. <laughs> like Lola is actually very good at having no spoilers. She's very good at it. But I always go on stage with her so she can turn to me and be like, can I say that? And I'd be like, no, you cannot. <laughs> and it's really great to be like... Uh, uh, so sometimes if like uh, somebody will ask her a question, I'll be like, and she'll just go, I'm sorry, I can't answer that. 
It's fantastic. It's That's fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm the spoiler police officially. So if if Maddie is no longer gonna be, you know, the commander possessed, possessed, mm-hmm. possessed. But though, you know, the, the flame got taken out. Like I, I mentioned before, I think we started rolling. Yeah, is that a, that's a fancy word. Um, that like <laughs> you know, Abby, Abby and Jackson were the two doctors, right? Yeah. And now there is one doctor, and that seems a little precarious. It seems a little, you know, the air and the spare. There should be two. Well, like Sanctum has, uh, Sanctum has a couple doctors, I think. Well, I mean, in who around. who would you see as maybe next season? You know, maybe Jackson takes oh. Nilo or Maddie under his wing. Like, I, who's he gonna I, apprentice? I'm a big uh, proponent of Nyla. I think she's helped Abby a lot, um, and she's always done such good work. I think she would be such a good um, apprentice. Uh, you, Maddie is a great idea. She's very, she's got it. She's got that Griffin, uh, mentality in her head, you know? She's got that can do. Can do attitude. But cool as a cucumber thing. Yeah, very relaxed, very cool. And she just, she was the commander and she had to understand all that stuff. But you said Nyla. I think Nyla is, because she's done it already and she's aware of how to do it. I mean, she handed me that scalpel in that scene. She oh, did. yeah. Very yeah, efficiently. She knew, she knew the words for things. Exactly. Forceps. Forceps, scalpel. Thing. Uh, you know, she was just... <laughs> Um, and I would love to work more with Jess. Uh, Jess Harmon is one of my favorite people, and like um, she's hilarious from she's what hilarious. we've seen. We don't what? know her, but <laughs> oh, she is hilarious. And what I love about Nyla is like Nyla is such a you see so much in her eyes when she's always just like when she's there. She's totally. always she's always processing, always understanding, and she's so. Uh, I think Nyla is very intelligent, and I would love for her to be able to use her intelligence in, in a in a different light. Well, she's also the only one to have survived Clark's curse. So, like, whoa, you know, good that, call. That's probably fired. like you know maybe maybe she's got something with with being a healer with that. Like maybe she's she brings a little something extra to the table. Yeah, because she was able to heal herself. <laughs> 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 and this oh. this show this show has a lot of a lot of curses. <laughs> yes, a lot of people have the same affliction. Yeah, yes. exactly. And you know what? That's that's uh, par for the course of this show. That you know you the you fall. For somebody, if you have love, you can lose them. And that's why it's such a, a painful thing when it happens. This had better not be gently breaking us, breaking to us something about Max in next season. Uh, I, I'm i spoiler police, so nothing, okay, good. it may or may not. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bubs, did you did you have any, any other questions before we maybe start to talk a little bit about season seven and um, Oh, else? you mean like any of mine that I wanted to do? Yeah. Because I feel like we've, you know, kind of rambled and, and shot the ship, but, you know, I, you know, we, we don't know how long an Indian food coma is going to last, yeah, so. You guys, honestly, whatever you guys need, let me know. I'm not, uh. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, what question you would like to answer from the ones we have. Well, you have, you have the one from episode two. Yeah, I Um. Ooh, okay. So, episode two was very fun. Yeah. Um, of this season. Yeah. So campy. Um, <laughs> like, the season started out so fucking campy. It yeah. was so, like, what is happening? But Which, I was like, you know what? Let's do this. Camp. It made me so happy that, like, the the when we saw the trailer, everybody's like, what the shit is going on? And it was literally the only two first two episodes that we showed you. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it was great because it had nothing, like, it, it we, later on it shows up again, but, like, the actual story, you never had any idea. And this season we came in with so much more secrecy, I think, than we ever did. And that was a big help to it. Yeah, Unity Days uh, 3 was real real frustrating. I know. <laughs> oh my god, it's always so frustrating when I show up there. Because everybody the last year, I'm like, I can answer all your questions from last year now. 
but they don't want to know that anymore. They want to know what happens next year. And it's like, True. oh, okay, so old fries. That doesn't matter anymore. Um, yeah, no, we thought that was really cool. Um, and also, my favorite thing was when I was reading up on all this again, I was on the, the Wikia, and this one line stood out. It was like, um, before long, the trio hears banging and screaming from Miller and Jackson's cabin. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but on. obviously, they're talking about... Um, the psychosis. Yeah. So <laughs> less less sexy. Less sexy. Yeah, less sexy. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, all depends that depends who cool. you are. I mean, true. I'm not here to kink shame anyone. <laughs> no, we are not. I love it. <laughs> um, but it also like it also kind of played out like a like a wrestling match because there was <laughs> drama, face offs, knockouts. Yeah. So what would your wrestling persona be, Whoa. or Jackson's, whichever you'd like to answer? Jackson's persona would be the doctor. You know, he's going to, I'm going to operate on your face. <laughs> he got, he got the trash talk already. Oh, down. totally. You're going to come to my operating room. I'm going to take this scalpel and you're going to get operated on. <laughs> 10 out of 10 stars. Right? Uh, Suchin's, uh, what would Suchin's wrestling persona be? I mean, uh, I think, okay, so I did this, uh, we were about to do this wrestling pilot. We had to do the 100, so we had, couldn't end up doing it, so we might do it later if it happens. But, like, my promos Ooh. for this wrestling pilot where we got to do fake promos is I was Dr. Vestibule. <laughs> and and I would be wearing a vest, and I would say, I'm the vest there is. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this vestige and invest in myself, and you will, I will investigate on how to destroy you. And he was also really nerdy, so he'd be like, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to beat you by using Pythagoras. You know, uh, an object in motion stays in motion unless a force acts upon it. I'm that force, and I'm going to smack you down to the canvas. Uh, and I'm going to smack you at 9.81 meters per second squared, and I'm going to pin you 1, 2, 3.14159. That's, when is this that coming is out? That is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think I actually have a video for it. I'll, sh I'll, I'll post it one day. Yes. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, yes. I just went through all of Pythagoras' theorem, like, uh, and just talked about how I was going to be using the Newton's three laws. And then I did that. So that's Dr. Vestibule. Shout out to, uh, to paper champions, Brady Malibu yeah. and uh, Paul Lazenby, uh, the guys who made that pilot that I couldn't be in. And uh, hopefully we'll do a season two. That would be, yeah, hopefully uh, yeah, keep be... us, keep us posted. Awesome. That punning was just Jared, chef's kiss. Jared and I were uh, supposed to be the leads of that, but we couldn't end up doing it because the dates got moved and it was really sad. Oh, yeah. well, season two, season two. I would love it. Maybe, maybe. But uh, um, if it, you know, I would rather do, like, I not rather, but, like, I love the 100. I want to, I want this to go for Jackson as long as, so, and lot, there's been a lot of other things I couldn't do due to filming of the 100, and never have I been, oh, no. Mm -hmm. Because I want uh, Jackson to live his full life, and I've been lucky to be here since day one, and I want to be here until he's no longer To episode around. 100. 100%. As do we. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, plus I'm sure somebody's going to get a boo-boo at some point that, you know, Jackson yeah. will be needed. Um, if I, very you know, needed. This, this is not a bloodless show. People are awfully clumsy. If you yeah. know the show, there's going to be only boo-boos, so. <laughs> Technical term. Technical, Technical boo. Oh, term. for sure. Dr. Boo-boo, yeah. I'm here. Dr. Boo-boo, that's a new nickname. Yeah, that's a good name. That'll be his what? wrestling persona, Dr. Boo-boo. <laughs> what would you say, like, either on the 100 or, you know, possibly playing Dr. Vestibule, uh, <laughs> what would you say has been, like, your, your biggest acting challenge, I guess? 
Like, what has it been Jackson, or has it been, like, another role that you, like, was it your first role? Initially, like, I think it, uh, Jackson is so different from me that I initially just, they made the idea to make him, like, a Padawan, that he was mm-hmm. learning. Like, he was an apprentice. He was just learning, wide-eyed, bushy-tailed. And to play mm-hmm. somebody so stoic um, and still amidst my, because um, Suchin's loud, and I jump around, and I do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. That that initially was like, oh, this is going to be cool because I was used to playing comedy. I can do comedy is like I think where I was supposed to be, but for seven mm-hmm. years I played the exact opposite from what I thought, um, from what I thought I was going to do. So I think uh, initially it was definitely Jackson. Uh, in terms of, it's hard to say because I don't know about what I'm usually fairly prepared in any role that I do. So difficulty isn't really a word like challenging emotionally. I think it would have to be, uh, what we did on the day Abby died. Um, well, now I'm sad again because <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> I just, because kind of uh, the day Abby died, actually that whole episode, because we had to stay in it for so long, like for a week, mm-hmm. um, depending on when we saw her and what was going on and knowing that our conversation, like me and Paige's last conversation, we both were like almost tearing up and we had to not, because we couldn't show that she was dying, but we knew that this was our last actual conversation between Jackson and Abby. Um, and it was very hard to play. That's like when Jackson grabs her hand at the end there, that was just me saying goodbye to her and I could not do it. And I'm glad we kept it in because, uh, it was, you know, he got that last kind of moment. It It really, yeah. I mean, that was the last, I think little giveaway that it might be her last thing. I, nobody really caught it and thank God, but, it was just, it had to be a little deeper than any conversation they had because even in life, um, before somebody passes and something, you always remember these moments that you had that the world kind of gave you, mm-hmm. um, that you never really thought of it at the time, but you're like this, you gave that to me because you knew this person was going to go from my life. And mm-hmm. I believe that did, that was real. Um, so did you guys film in order or like, was that episode like a little bit out of order? So you had to be like, say goodbye and then go back to not say no, goodbye. It was, and... it was very lucky that we filmed it in pretty, pretty, all the stuff inside the, um, doctor, uh, when we're doing, we're helping out with Maddie. In the and creepy skeleton the, tomb. Of yeah, exactly. Dr. Moreau, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In, in the lab, all that stuff was a little out of sequence, not crazy, which is totally fine. But Afterwards, it was uh, Paige getting the needle, and then the next two days later, it was when Simone walked in. Um, so luckily that that was we could play that in sequence because it's very rare that you do. But that mm-hmm. was kind of really important to know how much how far me and Lindsay were gonna go with uh, how upset we were, and and you know the punch and the run, and then getting knocked down. That all that stuff was in your the back of your head of what just happened. Um, so I think mentally stuff, stuff like that is for me for hard because I can't, Bob and Eliza are brilliant that they can kind of, it's there. They can turn it off and on and do an amazing performance. Mm-hmm. I have to sit in it a little bit, um, mm-hmm. in order to stay in that kind of emotional place. And mm-hmm. so those days can be very hard because I, I have a full day of just kind of being depressed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you feel it and you know, you go home and sit with it and know that you're going to have to feel it again the next day. Yeah, And I don't want it to go. I want to feel what he's feeling. I think that's important. You know, it's, I wouldn't, it's not like I'm not sitting around walking around like Jackson, but I, I know that that loss is there and uh, I just, I want to feel it for him because he deserves it as much as anybody. That's, that's lovely. Well, you did a really that's good lovely. job. That was yeah. Like the horror of that scene was I, very much felt um, through you and Lindsay. Then, you know, 
Jackson and and Raven were also both like physically restrained and it's kind of you know like when you're in a dream and like you try to punch someone or fight something and you can't like you move as slow as molasses and you're trying to stop something from happening yeah like that's kind of like that claustrophobic weird feeling I got like watching I kind of wish Jackson and Raven one thing I do wish like we talked about before I wish we they could see what our reactions were like the full kind of thing because it was it was a from what I heard from Lindsay and what I know what happened was it just this sad, deep, these noises that came out of us were exhausting. Um, and the oh. amount of like, just, uh, I just remember how we were just drenched with sadness. And mm-hmm. um, it, it was, I think it was very important that the way that they showed it to show Abby's life, because it's about Abby. It's not about us. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely that sitting in that uh, and then followed by the next scene, which I think everybody top to bottom crushed where Simone walks in the emotions that Clark had to show by thinking that her, by thinking that her mother was dead and having to act like, uh, she was happy to see her mom. Oh my God. Uh, It was wow. The the horror. Like she had to pretend like she was upset about Gabriel and, um, uh, I'm sorry. What's her name? Uh, Josie. She had, she had to be upset about Gabriel and Josie in a relationship when she's actually crying because her mother, she's found out her okay. mother's died, even though she's in front of her inhabiting a new body. I think everybody in that scene from top to bottom was so substantially good. And also, yeah. if we're talking about mm-hmm. great performances, shout out to JR, the moment that he found out that uh, Josie was gone. Yes. Oh yes. my, that, that to me was like, you are, that's, can like, you imagine that moment of, <gasps> no. Yeah. I think Selena said it really well in her her review where it's like they allowed you to feel bad for him mm-hmm. in that moment. Even though you're it, not on his side. Yeah, because it, it is horrifying, but to lose a child is horrifying. Yeah, it's horrifying. So like, and for and yeah. and the first time he's ever thought he lost her forever. After mm-hmm. all this time, his his emotion was so deep because every time she's died, he's like, Okay, this sucks, I can bring her back. But this is like, no, 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 no. She's gone. Yeah. And he's trying to think, maybe he's thinking that we can still keep her, but he knows that there's like trouble afoot for sure, you know? Yeah, it, it's like the the stages of grief. You could kind of like see flit across, across his face. Exactly. Yeah, it was truly it was, special. So I think it was just such a, oh, man, these last couple episodes watching everybody, like we're talking about, I geek out about it because I don't get to see what everybody's <laughs> doing. But watching it was like, oh. You just was there anything the that you were super excited to see, like, on screen finally? Like, a scene that you shot or watched being shot or something? Maybe you were hiding in the wings and you were like, ooh, that's going to be good. Like, was there anything that when it finally showed up on screen this year, you were like, fuck yeah? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a very good question. I mean, I think episode two, a lot of episode two when it came out. I mean, there's uh, most of the – episode two, also the scene, um, if you're talking about mine, was where I got to talk with Abby when she's trying to bring Kane back. Mm-hmm. Um, that scene because it turned into something different on the day between me and Paige where it kind of got really uh, emotional um, mm-hmm. when I don't know necessarily know if we were doing that initially but it just turned into something else um, so I was excited to see how that was cut together because I didn't know which one they were going to use you mean when you were showing your concern at the ex- like the when she calls me a war obsessed. criminal oh yeah um, yeah that that yeah. was some that was some real work. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> oh my goodness. That, so that one, I wanted to see what it was coming out. I wanted to see a lot of Marie and Dioza stuff. Uh, Dioza that, and Octavia. A highlight of the season. Yeah. Them together was. I'm. I'm sad that that 
Dioza didn't come out of the end, that we didn't get a little last buddy comedy with that. Yeah, yeah. We're both still holding out that like she's alive somewhere, but like yeah. we're, we, we're just crossing our An fingers. An unexpected pairing, especially unexpected. given where last season ended. Like they were so great the together. The two this outcasts, season. like being brandished into the forest and having to learn how to survive together, but both have such uh, such deep hearts and such, you know, even though they've they've both done terrible things. <laughs> they both are are still showing that they have humanity and they're trying to find it back together. It would, it's such a beautiful idea. Um, they're sassy, warm bitches. What can you do? I mean, <laughs> they really are. I love that. Uh, I'm not going to say that, but I love that. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so that was really cool for me. You know, I... I um, yeah, that was it was very cool. So to to slightly pivot before we before we wrap stuff up, uh, you have a new little internet project that you have been um, sort of. It's only been a couple of weeks, I think, right? Yeah. Since it's since it's conception and birth. Is that ooh, that was a little clinical? Um, <laughs> Ships Alliance force um, ups. Yeah. <laughs> scalpel. Um, is there like tell? Do you have a sec to like yeah, chat about 100%. it? Yeah, hundred percent. I've been on the show for seven years. I've met... Seven years is a long time. Seven years is a long time. You know, we may or may not be alive. (laughs) I've met some of the best people not on the show. People that love the show like I do and more than I do. Um, And I just wanted... I wanted to find a way to make them feel appreciated and loved for everything that they've done for the show for the last six years that have kept it on the air, that have kept it alive online. And I know that this ship we've said earlier is not about ships, but shipping, I've found out. I'm older. So a lot of us older people are like, oh, what's shipping? We don't know what this is. I realize now that it happens in everything, in every movie, in every TV show, and fighting it is the wrong choice. I found the right choice was then to be to embrace it. And understand uh-huh. that that people are allowed to ship and enjoy what they want to enjoy, but people uh, really, really get upset and really take a lot of uh, personal hits on there because of who they want to love. Um, and I don't want that for the people that I met and I that I've considered very close to me now because they've been so great to me and great to my friends and people that I care about. Um, I I I want. All of uh, Bell Arcs. I want Klexas. I want Beckos. I want Murphys. Murphamies. I want Memories. I want <laughs> um, Maxes. No, you heard Mavens. There, right? Mavens. That was all of the ships that I've ever missed. I want them all to feel valid and loved, and and understand that they are perfect and perfectly valid to love what they want to do, and nobody should be able to attack them. I feel like there's a certain uh, couple of groups that have gained traction by being negative, and I just want to make sure that. People have a safe space to go away from that. And some people might be stuck, feel stuck in that because it's been going on for so long that like, this is the way that I'm supposed to be in a fandom. I want to show them that it doesn't have to be. So all I'm doing, the Ships Alliance is like not a thing that's going to jump into conversations and be like, hey, don't speak mean to each other. Hey, don't do this. It's just going to be a brimming place of positivity that's about being a part of a loving fandom. So it started with the t-shirts that is, that gained, uh, I, I can't believe how many shirts we sold. It was unbelievable. For Where, just, where can people buy shirts? Uh, now the campaign is over. It was just going oh, for cool. two weeks. Uh, we'll, we'll have more. We'll have more. Oh, limited edition. Limited Got edition. It. Okay. Uh, proceeds like, go towards... chance to plug it. But... Exactly. Well, next time. Well, I, you next know what? Time. I don't want it to be like a money grab thing. I wanted to start yeah. off 
I wanted to start it off by doing some good in the world and being like, okay, the Ships Alliance is about donating to charity and that's it. No, it's not. That's not what it is. We're going to start out by doing some good in this world to show that we're about positivity. But afterwards, I'm just going to give you a bunch of free shit. And I'm just gonna, we're going to have contests and we're going to have prizes and awards. Like we just did our first um, contest uh, and initially it was supposed to be five winners of a positivity art contest. I decided to make it 10 because there's so much great positivity art out there. And they're getting mm -hmm. mugs of their favorite ships or characters. They're getting prizes that cancer gets lost uh, donated to us. They're getting uh, the top three are getting uh, free entrance into any convention that they choose. What? Um, <laughs> Holy shit. That's an awesome prize. So I just want I want people to know that they are loved and appreciated uh, by me for everything that they've done because they're the reasons that I've enjoyed this so much and I know what it's like to love this show so deeply. I have to say, I'm a shipper. And I think the hardest part about being a shipper is that um, people put it down. People, you know, like, oh, you silly girls with your shipping. And it's just like, why, why is it silly? Like, it's it's about the human experience. Absolutely. It's, it's about loving these characters and wanting love for them. It's a beautiful thing. So, like, whoever they are, like, we all have our ships. Like, keep it you on your it. timeline. Don't attack other fans. Yes, absolutely. And I think, <laughs> you know, it's shipping is a beautiful thing. It just means you love something. It means you love, love. And I can tell you right now, the reason that you hear you silly girls shipping is because we didn't have it in our time. So we didn't understand. And, and we see a lot of the time that it's, it can be negative. So we're like, why is this such a thing? But then you realize after, when you look at the numbers at, of the positivity, when I tweet something from the Ships Alliance about something good or a contest, the amount of positive messages I get, the amount of retweets, the amount of likes that you get in comparison with the amount of negativity is a drop in the bucket. And if you look at it like that, and if we all look at it like that, we'll be so much happier and so much more positive because there's actually so much more positivity than there is negativity out there. And then in two weeks, I've gotten 6,000 followers on the Shift Alliance page. There's almost 3,000 followers awesome. on the Twitter page. And it's like just growing and growing. And I want people to go up, go there and see, wow, this many people want to be positive. And this, mm -hmm. this is, this is an, it's a great thing to ship and to love. And just when I see negativity out there, I'm not going to do it. The people that are negative about the ship's alliance, it's actually really great because you can tell when you're doing something good, when people that are saying negative things about it don't have kind of a thing to grab onto. We donated yeah. money to charity and we're giving you free stuff. Like to be like the, the to sit in a corner and pout about that. You're like, people are being nice. And honestly, I tell Shame you, I them. tell you why, because people don't like that. Uh, uh, I'm very close to Tasia and I, I, I definitely support her a lot. And the people that are saying that to me are, are upset that I've supported her, uh, vocally and, uh, that's okay. You know, and I want to show that I can support who I want to support too. At the same time, while I've also, the people that are helping me with this are Belarks. You know, uh, and Klexus. I have people from every ship really helping me out with this. And I want that because I know so many amazing Belarks that really get a bad name because the people that are, 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 are using a name of a ship in order to spew negativity, it's not about the ship. It's about that person. But, like, honestly, as a Belark fan, it feels like all the bad stuff gets stuck to us. I know. But it's like, there's there's bad people everywhere. As a collection, there were plenty bad there are bad as well. There are bad everywhere. And I know that now. And I see that. And the problem is, a lot of the people on the show don't aren't as, like, uh, when I go to convention stuff, I make sure I try to talk to every single person. Some of the main characters on the show don't can't do that at a convention. They don't have the time because mm -hmm. their lines are yeah. so big. 
you know, I, I'm lucky enough that, you know, I have half the lines that they do that I have time to sit and talk to fans and stuff and learn this stuff to realize there's no bad ships. There are just, there's there's just (laughs) negative people that kind of want to use that ship in order to be negative. And that's, you know what, our lane, our positivity lane is about increasing positivity and showing that you are allowed to love what you love and let others do the same. So, so when people get mad at me about the ship's Alliance or try to say something negative about it, like you think you're going to end bullying, you know, you can't do that. Right. I probably, you know what? Probably can't. I'm going to (laughs) try. I I think like also it's just, if you ever, I don't think you'll ever feel discouraged because you're a very positive person, but like sometimes, like sometimes these cracks in the fandom are very deep seated and things that have happened a long time ago. So you're just kind of seeing like the tip of an iceberg of like, a history of a lot of crap. People's so, trauma. So I'll tell people's you. People's trauma. If, let's, if <laughs> exactly. let's talk really candidly here. The reason yeah, people yeah. say bad things about Bellarks is because when in your timeline, if you say, say you ship something else or say somebody at a convention said, yeah, I get a lot of negative stuff about Bellarks, a lot of people are going to jump on that because they do feel attacked. And I want to make them all know that my God, do I love Bellarks. You guys, Belarks are on the votes. They're online all day helping the show. They're they're like a big reason why the show kept going on and on and on. I can't tell you how much I appreciate what they've done. And it's not – this is just for like some cast members who are like, oh my god, all I see is this, this hate because those certain people that are being rude or angry are using that ship of that name to to mm-hmm. incite their negativity and it's not about and I want everybody to know it's not about the ship it's it's not because the amount of people that I know that are great Klexas and that are great Belarks and that are great every ship those are just because the, there's a lot of them our other a, podcast partner is a jolly shipper and so you know with <laughs> Jaha and Ali being gone oh, it was real sad I love it see <laughs> ship what you want ship I mean our our podcast is that like yeah yeah we, we have horrible it. permutations of every kind we just you know yeah. the fact that there aren't more orgies on this show is, is <laughs> a travesty it's a huge travesty i want ot3s <laughs> for life you know what i'm saying just what i'm saying yeah Why stop at three like people, people are gonna take like a subtext of what i said out of this interview and try to sometimes you know spin it to make it to fit their people negative want to be mad sometimes. and i want to find a way <laughs> that the positive people can realize that they don't have to answer to that because online here online it's not like bullying in real life where you have to go and go tell somebody because you're worried about your personal safety or about your life also like a lot of people um uh, sometimes there is personal safety stuff that happens online and then you got to go talk to somebody you know a lot of people have been finding out where people live all this stuff and if that happens you go tell somebody you go do what you can do and you stand up to those bullies the best way you can in the safest mm-hmm. way possible but online a lot of times if you just get you're stupid you don't have to respond to that because that doesn't mean anything you're not it stupid doesn't. you are beautiful and you are great and somebody saying you're stupid usually means you're doing something right yeah someone called me the c word the other day and i said have a great day <laughs> i love that amazing and what's the ships alliance has shown me so much more like I was pretty positive as it was. Now I can't even tell you. I'm annoyed. Ultra positive. Oh my god! And my poor friends. Like they're, <laughs> I, I. It's something has turned on that that this positivity button. Because I wake up every morning and I write something positive on there, and my day starts like that. And I see all these great positive people that are on there every day, still filling it with positivity. And and that's the kind of was my dream for it. That it was just a place mm-hmm. that people could go to, and write something positive. Or if they ask for like, 
hey, I just need to hear something positive. Droves of people respond to them and say, here, listen to this. And then we have a positivity uh, art contest that every so many people point to that there are so many beautiful arts that I have to double the amount of prizes because I just am so proud <laughs> and happy to be a part of this beautiful, beautiful thing that we all get to be a part of. And uh, I, I just want... I want shipping to get a positive name because it just means you love somebody and the amount of positive shippers out there deserve to be heard and loved for all they've done. Well, yeah. it's, it's such a, like a, an amazing thing for, you know, an actor on a TV show, like f for you to like decide that, you know what, Hey, I want to contribute to this thing and like be nice and exude niceness and, you know, try to inspire other people to be nice. Like that's, that's a really like, thank you. That's a lovely thing to have It's done. my absolute yeah. honor because I love this show and I love the people who love this show. So for me, it's the easiest thing. It's, it's the easiest thing that I've ever done. Everything came so easily because I was just like, yeah, this makes absolute sense because the amount of, we go to so many conventions all over the place and I sit at a table um, with people that don't know each other that become best friends that are, Plexas, Bellarks, um, Jallies, everything, you know, and, and they become friends and watching them in person uh, love each other and let each other and have like positive discourse about differing ideas. That to me is so beautiful. And I want those people as well as anybody that feels stuck in negativity to understand that they're so valid and they belong. Mm -hmm. And that if somebody says something to you, it's not the truth. If somebody says something negative to you, what you believe to know is true. And as long as you do that for other people as well, and we increase the amount of people that do that, that that's all I want for this yeah. world. Cause I just, I, I'm a, I'm a people lover. I can't help yeah. but love people. And especially people that love something that I get to be a part of what makes me love them more. Yeah. And I think it's like, I think people can express honest opinions about things, but there's like a very different thing between expressing your thoughts and attacking another fan. I totally get that. And you know, I've seen so many people attack like, like, you know, uh, writers of the show and stuff. Uh, and you know, they, they, a lot of people say, Hey, I didn't agree with this. And that's totally cool. Don't feel like you have to be this like positivity guru where you're like, Oh, nothing hurts. Nothing sucks. Nothing. I'm not upset about anything. You can say, Hey, I didn't enjoy this or Hey, this is whatever. You know, you're allowed the, the show is made to have discussion. You know, uh, some of my mm -hmm. favorite people like on the show, Jason, Kim, Charmaine, this new writer on the show, her name is Blythe Ann. She's the bomb. Um, oh yeah, BA. Uh, BA is great. BA is the. I can't wait for fans to get to read her uh, episode. Whatever she does, she's fucking brilliant. Is she writing the next? She's staffed. She's staffed this, she's season, staffed this right? season. Yeah, she's a writer, so she's so excited. So excited. And I want people to be able to come to everybody, in cast, writers, other people on the show, everything. Which I get is a hard thing to do because you're so invested in the show and you get upset by things. But it doesn't mean yeah. that you attack. But it doesn't. <laughs> I do. But it doesn't mean that you attack a person. You know what I mean? Yeah. As long as a person doesn't get attacked personally, like you don't, you don't try to go after them. You're allowed to talk about the show. You're a hundred percent allowed to. I, I think that it's it's hard sometimes, and I, I'm just going to be candid yeah. because sometimes it feels like decisions made on the show are made in spite. So it's very hard to like approach the writers and be like, oh, I just didn't agree with that because it feels like you're turning the cheek left and right and left and right yeah. and left and right. So like, I think that is one of the hardest things and why fans are so um, um, quick to dish it back out um, I to, I totally to staff. Like, so yeah. um, I, I don't really know what the answer to that is, um, but it's definitely something that I personally struggle yeah, with. Yeah. I, I, and honestly, it's a, it's a, 
it should being a positive person is not a thing that happens overnight and it's not a thing that that honestly like it should be kind of a struggle because you have emotions and you're a human being and you're very invested in something and mm -hmm. if you feel like that somebody's doing something that's kind of uh might be jabbing you then of course you're going to be upset i can't speak to them i can only speak to knowing them and that mm -hmm. they don't the amount of love that they have for the people that love the show and the fans Nothing is done in spite of anybody. They're trying to service a story and sometimes things, their hands are, are not, uh, they're, they're, I don't want to say their hands are tied because they're not hands are, aren't tied, but like there's, there's so many things involved in a story that, that are hard for us to understand. Like I said, like we're talking mm -hmm. about making those decisions and point of views for people that they have to think 75 steps ahead because they, they, these all other things are happening. Mm -hmm. It's not an easy thing to, to, write a story for this many people and but i can tell you right now it's not ever done to be like screw you fans i get i totally get i totally get why you feel that way don't do not do not misinterpret me to know that i watch it too and i know yeah. what you're saying but it's not it's done for a purpose and sometimes there's a storyline that has to be told and they're doing they're doing everything they can to make sure that the story as a total is the best story that it can be. Uh -huh. You know, they're not, they, they love the fans. They love you guys. And they sit in there diligently hours and hours <laughs> plot. I wish you could see what the writer's room is like and like what they have written up there. It's like, okay, but we can't do this because this ha Okay. No, we can't do that because the Oh my God, this happens. And then, <laughs> but what about this? I don't know. And then they're just sitting there. They're trying to make it like, like this season was a complete reset and it was like one of the most entertaining seasons to me. Right. And, and, mm -hmm. uh, like, but sometimes we latch onto these things that we look at and we think that's the whole season. And that, you know, uh, I think I try to look at it as a whole and that's what they try to do. And it's gotta be so frustrating in that writer's room, trying to come up with ways to, to make things work. And, and there's a lot of plates to keep spinning. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're I just get that. running back and forth. But I, I know, you know, I know what you're saying. I just know that I know them and I know nothing is done as like a, they, they don't have, that's not in their hearts. Mm -hmm. you know it's it's done for it's hard it's hard to have faith i think that's the the takeaway it's like sometimes it's hard to have faith yeah yeah and i just <laughs> I, I wish you the best of faith and i uh, <laughs> as, thank you russell yeah, yeah. <laughs> can we can we trouble you for one last question what a, yeah keep going dude go ahead all right very very last question as as so in our podcast we always wrap it up with uh tv shows to recommend uh tv shows movies a book something whatever you're like Anything. currently obsessed with yeah um, okay what what's what's on your i would say dvr but that nobody has fucking cable <laughs> anymore like what's in your netflix queue what's in your like what are you marathoning right now what did now? you illegally download first what you know <laughs> what did you sit around foremost, in your pajamas and just like let play always the office i let sit in my pajamas let okay. play that's that's i've yeah. rewatched that six billion times i always think whoever's <laughs> gonna win the streaming wars is whoever gets the office um, okay <laughs> uh let's just try to name some shows I'm, some i just sci -fi. i just started watching the boys I've Ooh. heard good things. Oh my god, it's, very good it's a things. messed up show. If you don't like, it's definitely like not your general superhero show. If you like some dark, twisted superhero stuff, that's into it's it. just a really well done show. But it's definitely kind of nuts. Um, what else did I watch? What kind of sci fi you got going on? I know you mentioned it a couple times that you're a big sci fi nerd. Big sci fi nerd. What I don't, you know what? I don't know if I'm currently because the hundred was on. I think I was just mm. I think that was filling my. Uh, your sci-fi. My sci-fi nerd. Um, what? You were on an episode of the X-Files, which like, 
I die because that's like my like favorite sci-fi. It was, I can't even tell you, sitting next to David, my dad's dream came true. I was <laughs> sitting next to David Duchovny across from Jillian Anderson, speaking to them and giving them information. They And they were so lovely. Me and David Duchovny just saying Hakuna Matata all day. Like we just hit it off like crazy. Like we were looking upon this like window glass uh-huh. and we weren't saying anything to each other. And I just looked at him and I put my hand on the glass and I said, I'll be out in 10 to 5, Johnny. <laughs> and literally, he just looked at me for a second. He's like, who is this? And then lifted his shirt, put his nipple up to the glass, and said, I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> yes! That's amazing. It was, gr- it was, it was great. It was, it, we just got along so well that day. And to get along with them. And not only that, they're just so cool and just so like easy to work with. And what was great is that I had the most of the work to do in that scene, those scenes. Uh-huh. So uh, they got to really kind of chill and relax while I just spouted off a bunch of tech jargon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was fully prepared. So I got to <laughs> sit and talk to them. So that was really fun. Um, awesome. What I'm reading, anybody, do any of you like, like Star Wars? I mean, yes. Okay. Yes, I do. Okay. So I just actually, at the gym, I audio book. Usually it's like information books and I read for fun. But I just uh-huh. audio booked um, Apprentice. Is it Commander and Apprentice? It's Master and Apprentice. It was an Obi-Wan okay. and Qui-Gon Jinn prequel. Okay. okay? And the, it was, the reason it's so good is because they start off, they don't get along. They don't understand why the, why the Jedi Council has paired them up because they're so different. And they have to go to a different planet and deal with a political unrest of Qui-Gon Jinn's, um, uh, his master, Count Dooku, uh, trained another guy, Rail Abaroth. And Rail Abaroth uh-huh. is the Jedi guy there. So him and Obi-Wan have to go there and see what's happening, politically unrest. And watching them try to understand each other and learn about each other and and try to deal with Qui-Gon's past about him's training and all this stuff. And it gives you so many like little hints about what happens in the future. It was like the most heart-wrenching thing because they didn't get along. And like in the movies, you just see them being so in sync. And, uh, yeah. and you realize kind of... The journey towards the that. The journey towards that. And that, what to me was... It, it the writing was magnificent. I'm also I will, I will take note of that. I'm 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 looking for. I actually haven't read any like Star Wars books. Like I've you know I'm a movie. I've I've seen all the movies and all that. Uh, you know yeah. the, the the prequels included. And oh, that yeah. officially yeah. put me down a rabbit hole of starting to read the all other universe like Luke, Leia, and Han. Uh-huh. Luke, Leia, and Han stuff, and then about Luke and Han's kids. I'm gonna start. I just bought those books. Um, oh, awesome! So, so recommendations: The Office in Your Underwear, yeah. David Duchovny's Nipples, and Star Wars audiobooks. One hundred, one hundred percent. Also, The Boys. If you like something dark, yes, and The Boys. Uh, That's already on our list because we hear that Christians hated it, so we're like, yes, we're all. About oh my this. god, they would hate it. Um, yeah, but there was, there was a whole thing. I guess all of the one star reviews are from very angry, very religious people I, about the agenda. <laughs> I, I totally. It's it's not a show for the light of heart. Uh, Peaky Blinders was very good. It's something I really, really, really enjoyed. My brother recommended The Dark to me, and if my brother recommends something, I have to watch mm. it because he's uh, next level. Uh, yeah, that Dark is good. It's twisty. It's great. like I love twisty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's, that's uh, I think that's it. The Office is like I every time I finish The Office, I basically started the next day while I'm eating. So like, yeah, I never, never have you watched it. Letter Kenny? Is really okay. No. That's our official. So you're Canadian. Question. I have yeah. not watched Letter Kenny. I've heard so many great things about it. Oh, it's. It's kind of like the office of rural Canada. I love of. that. It's, 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 <laughs> but it's, they're not in an office. <laughs> it's always sunny in Philadelphia meets Schitt's Creek. 
yeah. The amount of shows you're telling me that it's like, I have to watch this show. <laughs> it's so good. It's Creek oh meets my God. The Office meets Always Sunny in Philadelphia, <laughs> but not in an office. Exactly. Well, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm planning on um, being uh, Joe Garfine's semi-assistant uh, in, in at Unity Days. So be, be pre- get prepared for a question about letter <laughs> I'm fully prepared. I, Study. Honestly, I tell you right now, the amount of TV I watch is very minimal. Like getting through a, a season takes me uh, way, way, way too long. So I don't know if I'll get to it by then. It's probably like... It's probably sixth on my docket of what I have to see. So let's Got just you. say by, There's a queue. by the movie The Hundred in like 2021. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, right? please let there be a movie. Oh, come on. Right? There has to be. Seven seasons in a movie. I, I have no idea. I, that's what I wrote in, uh, as soon as we found out, Jason sent us an email being like, hey guys, this has been the last one. Right before he posted it, he was letting us know that. Uh, and we all kind of had the idea. We all knew that yeah. it was kind of, uh, we were just, seeing for sure and I wrote back and I was like I'll see you guys at the movie <laughs> you know put it out into the universe positive energy crowd starter yeah, oh, bring man. it to you who wouldn't my my yeah. brother's well, name in our fantasy basketball league since season one has been Jackson's hundred <laughs> oh, <laughs> I got a, I, such support I have the best brother that's on the planet sweet. I that's like my twin but yeah he's he's the greatest how many that's... siblings do you have uh one older brother and he's just basically like me I always said he lives in Toronto, and I always said that we had to separate each other, otherwise we wouldn't get anything done. <laughs> That's really cute. Yeah, yeah he's it's the best. Fantastic. Well, um, thank you so much for shooting the shit with and us and answering questions. And can I just say I love that one of and... you guys is a Klexa, one of you guys is a Blark, and you guys are running a podcast together. I think. And we're best friends. And we're best friends. <laughs> yeah. That's like, the kind we of hang stuff. Out at cons. Uh, when it's... you guys next con, let me know and uh, just come say hey because that to me is like everything that the ship's alliance is about and it shows how uh truly forward and positive you guys actually are you know uh, i love that yeah well thank yeah no we we have we even have like you know segments on the podcast where we like are like did i read this how did you read this you know (laughs) so no like it's it's yeah it's great to be you know respectful of each other and supportive who we are and and respectful of each other (laughs) yeah and you know dick jokes so it's great i could not think Um, of a better way to to end this podcast then with uh, <laughs> what do we call it a a philosophy fa- uh, philosophy philosophy that it might be the, my best pun no I think I mean at least it's up there like it like print it out put it on your fridge yeah. look at it every day feel the positive 100%. it's a good addictude <laughs> oh man the balls are in your court now. <laughs> Oh. A tennis player would know. Right? I always go in the right direction. <laughs> Fuck's sake. All right. <laughs> Thank you again. Um, probably see you at Unity Days. Um, oh, not probably. I will be there. I, yeah, whether or not they lock the doors. Yeah, 100%. Just... I'm, I'm busting it down. I know where they live. You got the skeleton key. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you again. Thanks, and y'all. we will be sure to keep up with all of the excitement on Ships Alliance and retweet y'all. And yeah. Appreciate you, you guys. Again. Thank you. So much fun. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.